Zach Zaidman. You know, back in the day, I used to live the life. Not a Bieber life, but no. I, I used to live the life. This is Zach Zaidman. Are you serious? That's an interesting question, Dave. Fly the W! Well, 432 for the Chicago Wolves update. 431. Approaching 432 for the... Just saw Zach fire an empty coffee cup. It's Zach Zaidman on 670 The Score and 670thescore.com. Oh, it's Max Zaidman. I'm sorry. Uh, Chicago's Sports Station. Who says the football gods don't have a sense of humor? Remember when the Bears were mocked for the number of times they used the word collaboration in their end-of-season Zoom conference back in January? Well, now the lack of collaboration in Seattle could possibly lead to the Bears finally acquiring a genuine franchise quarterback. Hi, everyone. A pleasant good afternoon to you. It's like summer in Chicago, 40 degrees, sunny. You can actually see the lake. The snow and ice have melted. Zach Saitman broadcasting until 5 o'clock. Live from the Hyundai Studios, brought to you by your local Hyundai dealers. Got my man Adam Stutzinski, our executive producer, helping us blast through the speakers of your radio. Ahead on the show, some heavy hitters. Former Bear and current CBS NFL studio analyst Kyle Long will join us at 2.20, then beginning at 3 o'clock. A lot of fun. Both Tom Thayer and Ron Coomer will join us for the final two hours of the show. We'll talk Bears, Cubs, life and much more. You're a big part of the show as well. 312-644-6767. We'll take your phone calls throughout. The Score Listener Line is powered by BetQL. Bet smarter and beat the books. Download the BetQL app today or visit BetQL.com. First, though, a few thoughts. It was about a year ago at this time when Tom Brady was reportedly considering three teams in free agency. The Buccaneers the Chargers, and word is, the Bears. Now, a year later, Brady and the Bucs are Super Bowl champions. The Chargers' future is bright after drafting Justin Herbert, the NFL Rookie of the Year. And the Bears ended up trading for Nick Foles. And they're once again looking for an answer at quarterback. And the answer very well could be in Seattle. For the second straight offseason, one of the few truly elite quarterbacks in the game has expressed legit interest in the Bears. This time, it's Russell Wilson. Now, at first look, there's nothing to make you believe that this can become reality. It's not like the Seahawks are looking to rebuild. Heck, they spent major draft capital this past season to acquire Jamal Adams to help them win now. Their head coach, Pete Carroll, is going to turn 70 this year, so he's not in it for a rebuild. Their backup quarterback is Geno Smith, and he's clearly not a quarterback of the future. In the nine years since Russell Wilson made his NFL debut with Seattle, the Seahawks have made the playoffs eight times. They've advanced to the Super Bowl twice, including winning the championship in 2014. In the nine years that Wilson has been with the Seahawks, he's made the Pro Bowl eight times. He's 32 years old, but Wilson's still as electric as ever. This past season, He completed 69% of his passes for more than 4,200 yards, 40 touchdowns to just 13 interceptions, and a 105.1 passer rating. Just about all those numbers would rewrite the Bears' record book for a single season. Trading Wilson would mean a $39 million cap hit for Seattle. So it would be hard to believe there's great incentive for the Seahawks to deal Wilson. 
But there's no more important position in team sports than the quarterback of a football team. And here's the thing. If Tom Brady was unhappy in New England, you never heard about it publicly from Brady. Everything about the Russell Wilson saga has played out publicly. Wilson has made no secret of his displeasure with the way the Seahawks operate. Call it a lack of collaboration. Now, he does have a no-trade clause, and while Wilson hasn't demanded or even requested to be traded, his agent has publicly announced the four teams he'd accept a trade to, including the Bears, which, in my opinion, is essentially saying, I want a trade without asking for one. And that's the reason why the situation in Seattle is probably keeping Bears brass sleepless in Chicago. Now, the Bears cap situation is a mess. It's the reason Allen Robinson's contract has created so much drama. And boy, to take on Wilson's contract, the Bears would likely have to cut some talented contributors. But there's never a bad time to acquire a premier quarterback, especially one who wants to be here. You know, this isn't like acquiring Jay Cutler back in 2009. Cutler was just beginning to show promise as a 25-year-old quarterback in Denver before the trade to the Bears. But he wasn't the proven performer that Wilson clearly is. Wilson is the kind of player who raises the bar for every person that works at Hallis Hall. You don't dream of championships with Wilson. You expect them. That's a real franchise quarterback. Now, given Seattle's situation and the Bears' situation, for that matter, boy, the Bears would have to overpay to even get the Seahawks to consider. Any of the teams on Wilson's list would. Multiple first-round picks, likely maybe even a player or two on your current roster. Perhaps one that is currently considered a huge part of your core. I'm sure Ryan Pace has put together a bunch of attractive packages, keeping in mind that until last week, he had no idea that Wilson was even interested in leaving Seattle, let alone playing for the Bears. And Pace has never been afraid to swing big. He swung big when he traded up to draft Mitchell Trubisky. He also swung big when he acquired Khalil Mack. So I'm sure he's swinging big to try and convince Seattle to trade Wilson. Now, I haven't mentioned Deshaun Watson, because based on his previous comments about the Bears, I have zero confidence that he would approve a deal here. And Watson, like Wilson, has a no-trade clause. And if Watson is truly available, there's no way the Bears can outbid the rest of the NFL to acquire Watson. And believe me, the rest of the NFL, with the exception of a handful of teams, would be on the horn with the Texans post-haste. But the Bears can certainly compete with the other three teams on Wilson's list. Dallas, New Orleans, and Vegas, in terms of putting together a trade package. Until the Seahawks truly make a decision, this has to be option 1A, 1B, and 1C for the Bears, right? Maybe there will be other quarterbacks who surprisingly become available depending on how the draft plays out or trades that might happen before the draft. But the way this usually plays out for the Bears, they end up with a guy like Alex Smith. And to be fair, there's probably no one currently available in the NFL who is more equipped to run the offense Matt Nagy would like to run than Smith. I don't think Smith underwent 17 surgeries and two years of rehab to return to the NFL just to be a backup or a mentor like a Josh McCown or Chase Daniel, 
which is one of the reasons I'm sure he mutually agreed with Washington to ask for a release. Alex Smith can play. He proved it. Going 5-1 and one as a surprise starter and helping lead Washington to the playoffs. But Smith is also going to be 37 in May, and his health and durability are real concerns. Can he play a full season? The answer last year was no. A bad calf prematurely ended his season. Do I believe Smith is better than Nick Foles? Yes. Do I believe Smith is better than Mitchell Trubisky? Now, this is where it gets tough, because there's no doubt in my mind Smith knows the offense better than Trubisky. But I think Trubisky can give you a lot more physically at this stage of his career than Smith can. And no matter how much you're able to process the game, you need to still have the ability from a physical standpoint to operate in the pocket and beyond. But that's why I want to hear Seattle emphatically say in caps, italics, bold lettering, we are not trading Russell Wilson. Until we hear that, until the Bears hear that, the goal has to be for the Bears to make it as hard as can be for the Seahawks to say no. You can always find guys like Trubisky, Foles, and Smith. You have to get lucky to find a guy like Wilson. As much as we laughed in January, clearly, collaboration counts. And because of the lack of collaboration between Wilson and the Seahawks, maybe, just maybe, the Bears will have the last laugh. Those are my thoughts. 312-644-6767 is the phone number. Your call's next, as well as a visit with Kai Long. Zach Saban with you until 5 o'clock on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. There's several, and um, I, we, we can't can't get into that right now. But uh, oh. there's there's a there's a lot of different um, you know when what ifs, and there's a lot of different. Okay, here we are. This is where we're at. And if it's if it's X you know quarterback X Y or Z, including the guys that we discussed with Mitchell and and Nick, what do we do? To, to, to get this thing better. Because in the end, we got to score more points and we got to score more touchdowns. Matt Nagy being as generic as possible, and you can't blame him because right now it's up in the air as to who the next Bears starting quarterback is going to be. And you don't even know all of your options at this current point. But I, I guarantee option number one is somehow trying to pry Russell Wilson loose from Seattle. Hi, everyone. Zach Saban with you on Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score here until 5 o'clock. We're a few moments away from saying hello to Kyle Long, but I know you guys have a lot of questions about the Bears, so let's take them at 312-644-6767. Jim is driving on the Kennedy. Hey, Jim, you're on the score. Hi, thank you. Uh, look, I... Russell Wilson may want to come here, but I don't see it happening. And the reason is is that our picks aren't are good enough and they're going to get worse once we get Russell Wilson. So if you're the Seahawks, you're not trading for our picks. You're not, not we have twenty plus probably what, twenty five, twenty five you know, in the next couple of years. It's just not good enough. Now you could say, Well, all right, throw in Raquan Smith, throw in Khalil Mack, somebody like that. But that still leaves the Seahawks short of quarterback. 
I mean, if we had a good up-and-coming quarterback we could trade that maybe Carroll could groom, maybe that would be one thing. But why why would Seattle basically trade uh, their problem for ours? I mean, I don't think it's happening. That's a fair point to make, Jim. I mean, there are a lot of people that would say, you know what, Seattle has no intention of trading Russell Wilson. I do think it's interesting, though, when a quarterback – hasn't demanded a trade, but he's telling you he's willing to go to these four teams. He's basically telling you he wants out. And if you blow the Seahawks' socks off with a a great deal, with multiple first-round picks and perhaps somebody uh, that's a part of the young core on the Bears currently, you know, they can use some of those picks to package them in a draft this year that's going to have some talented quarterbacks available near the top. Maybe that's the direction they go if they can't collaborate uh, in terms of finding a resolution to the disagreements that they've got in Seattle. All right, let's go out to the phone lines now because Kyle Long joins us on the Score Hotline presented by Alphamonte Ford, Alphamonte Ford in Melrose Park on North Avenue or APFord.com. Kyle, what do you do on a typical retirement weekend day? Ooh, typical retirement weekend day. I, I usually try to call in with one of my buddies on the radio, and that's you. How are you, Zach? Good talking to you, man. Um, I, I see what the old lady wants to do, and then I schedule golf. <laughs> um, I try to get out as much as I can right now. I'm in Arizona, so during the weekends I like to play some golf. I think I'm going to go later on, maybe see uh, Mr. Fuller. He likes to get out there and play as well. So if I'm lucky enough, I'll play with him. But during the weekdays, I'm training, trying to stay in shape um, just for, you know, general health and happiness. That helps me out a lot. And then, uh, yeah, I get out on the golf course when I can. How dialed in are you into all the different things happening during an NFL offseason now that you're a studio analyst? Well, <laughs> I'm not as dialed in as I probably should be at this current point in time. Um I've got a wedding coming up in May, so I'm kind of uh, getting dialed in in that department, and the other stuff's on the back burner. But like any football fan, I follow along with social media, and uh, I do my due diligence to check up on the Twitter feed and see what's going on across the league. That's why you're working out like crazy. It's for those wedding pictures. Dad said, take my advice. You don't want to be fat for your wedding. (laughs) (laughs) Kyle Long is with us. Here on The Score, before we get to all the different things happening in the NFL, during this past season, because when you talk to guys who have retired, they'll always tell you there comes a point where you get that itch to get back in the game. Did you get that at any point during this past season? Absolutely. Um, You know, it never goes away. you know, I talked to my dad, I talked to my brother. They still have that love for the game. And you just have to be very honest with yourself. If you have the itch, am I able to go do this? Or is this kind of a pipe dream? And do I need to figure out some other stuff to uh, serve as my outlets? And yeah, I mean, I itch every day for football, even sitting in the studio in a suit uh, with my wonderful colleagues at CBS Sports. I kind of tell them during the break, hey, you know, I kind of wish I could hit somebody today. And it's, it's not because I'm in a bad mood. It's just because I kind of enjoy it. Uh, and that, that'll never really go away. Being around the team, something you miss a great deal as well, Zach. Do you 
do you get offers from teams? Do, do teams call you up and, and try to, to kind of take your temperature, so to speak? Yeah, I had a few thermometers thrown at me this past season um, when I was not playing. Um, and right now I'm putting myself in position to uh, have all options on the table. Um, I hate to use a Ryan Paceism, but, you know, we've got it all on the table. What does he say, Zach? He's, uh, <laughs> everything's on the table. Uh, everything's on the table. There you go. Um, so I'm training. Uh, if, if I'm going to be in media next year, it'll be with CBS sports. They've, they've been a great employer. I've learned so much. I've got some great teammates there, Adam shine, London Fletcher, Amy Trask, Jonathan Jones, and, uh, the whole gang. Um, it's a lot of fun, but you know, you, you cannot, you cannot replace football. So I'm going to do my due diligence and I'd be remiss if I, uh, if I didn't, because I would have those regrets forever. So you're not fully retired at this stage. Yeah, I'm on vacation. <laughs> Kyle Long is with us here on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Before we start to talk about what the answer in the future is for the Bears at quarterback, you had a unique perspective for the first couple of years of the Mitchell Trubisky era. Why do you think it didn't work out with Trubisky in the offense that the Bears currently run? I think at times we asked Mitch to do too much, and at times there was an over there was a, an adverse reaction to the lack of elite level of success offensively. So we kind of dialed back a lot of stuff, and then you kind of become uh, one track minded offensively. And these defenses and defensive coordinators are pretty bright, and they can figure stuff out pretty quickly. Um, you know, you find yourself with a with a heavy populated box. And when I say box, I mean linebackers, defensive linemen, everybody's up tight to the line of scrimmage, and they're daring you to throw the ball. Uh, I think Mitch is, Mitch is a talented guy, and he can play quarterback in this league. We've seen him have success. But he needs to be surrounded with the proper pieces, like any guy in the NFL. He needs to be surrounded with the proper pieces. And uh, the, the scheme needs to fit the, the team, you know? And it's... Uh, you got to figure out what your scheme is based on the people you have in your locker room. And I think oftentimes some of these teams get, get that twisted. What should the identity of the Bears be? You know, based on what you saw during the final month of the regular season when things were clicking against some of those low-ranked defenses, it, it looked like the Bears had found a recipe of who they should be. Can they do that against the better teams in the league and have success. Yeah, I think there's there's no doubt that running the football leads to good things. And one thing that Mitch does well is throwing off of play action, getting outside the pocket and delivering the ball down the field. Um, you look at a guy like Mooney, and uh, he was wide open a lot this year, Zach. He was wide open a lot, but by nature of whether it was scheme or uh, you know protection stuff, you don't find him. Uh, you, you don't find him as often as you'd like to, and I think that it's it's you're not far off offensively there. You've got Mustafa on the field now. He's done a great job at the center position. I really enjoy uh, watching his ascension to uh, become one of the fan favorites in Chicago. He's always around the ball, 
after the play. He's always picking up his teammates. That's the culture you need. You need guys like Cody Whitehair, James Daniels, Sam Mustafer. The list goes on and on and on. They have these guys, and they're one or two pieces away and one or two thought processes away from having some success offensively. It's not the yards per game that we struggle with. It's not the rushing game that we struggle with. It's the putting the ball in the end zone. And, you know, your defense can be as good as you want. But if you're not scoring points, if you're not scoring touchdowns, you're going to have some trouble in this league. That's what Matt Nagy mentioned yesterday. We're talking some Bears football with Kyle Long here on the score. All right. What's realistic? I know what the dream is for the Bears in terms of the quarterback position, and that's the two biggest names that may or may not be available in Russell Wilson and Deshaun Watson. But when you look at it from the standpoint of a studio analyst, what's probably the most realistic answer at the position for the Bears? I really like Sam Darnold. Um, I like Sam Darnold a lot. He hasn't really had the opportunity to find success in New York. I feel like that, that market, as we know, is it's a tough it's – either, it's either really tough or it's, you know, you're the king. And, unfortunately, he doesn't have the pieces around him to be the king yet. I think he can have success in a place like Chicago. They have some of the pieces um, necessary to help him out. I think he's a good quarterback. So if you can't go get your pipe dream in Russell Wilson or Deshaun Watson, who would be, obviously, that would be amazing lands for, for Ryan Pace and the Bears. But if you can't do that, you've got to find somebody else who's got some experience. Or he got he got to make that move in the draft. I'm not sure what I'm not sure what that entails or what that looks like, Zach. But I know the Bears are willing to do whatever. What does Alex Smith do for you? Alex Smith, uh, what an incredible story! Obviously, it goes without saying. Uh, but I can honestly say, if I'm in that locker room, if I'm an offensive lineman, the sense of, the, the heightened sense of awareness that we've got a guy who is potentially, uh, you know, one hit away from from being in a tough spot. Uh, I can't speak to his exact physical condition, but he looks great this year. I mean, there were times when, um, as as an analyst, I'm watching in the studio and I'm kind of like wincing. A guy gets a guy gets free from the guard or the tackle, and you just want to close your eyes and you just hope he comes out okay. And he did. But uh, I think Alex would be a tremendous option to have in the locker room. He's somebody that Nagy knows well, uh, and I think he would be able to communicate well with whoever it would be that the Bears select for that quarterback position. But if you make the Alex Smith move, are you going to have enough capital to make the move that you want to make at the quarterback position? Well, I don't think Alex Smith would be option 1A, but I don't think the guy went through the 17 surgeries and the two years of rehab to merely be, say, a backup quarterback or a mentor, I, I think he would want to go to a team where he gets a, a legit opportunity to start. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, there's no doubt. And I think there are teams like that out there. I mean, we've heard the rumblings this morning, Jimmy G to New England. Uh, you think about a, a scheme with Kyle Shanahan at the helm, Alex Smith at the quarterback position, based on running the ball, based on some play action stuff, I think he would have success there. Kyle Shanahan is a, a bright coach. That's an understatement, and uh, yeah, there are teams and options for a guy like that, but when I'm thinking about Chicago and I'm thinking about the fans, they're going to want a guy that checks all the boxes, that has no question marks, 
And unfortunately, um, I've dealt with it. The physical side of things put some question marks next to your name. Kyle Long is with us as we talk some football here on The Score. Help me out. Let's look at this from Seattle's standpoint. We know that Russell Wilson has, has gone public. The Bears would be one of the four teams he'd gladly accept a trade to. If you're Seattle, why would you trade him? Well, I think that Russell's a unique player in this league and that he is just as smart, if not smarter, than any coach that's in his building. He's not afraid to speak up on the fact that he may have some X's and O's that may be beneficial to the team. And you know how some coaches are. Some coaches are like, hey, dude, players play, coaches coach. Um, I'm not sure what the exact situation is there, but those are the rumblings we're hearing out of there. He's had some things schematically he wants to do. Pete Carroll might not necessarily want to adhere to those ideas. I think that if he goes to a place like Chicago, he has that that autonomy and that respect from the staff and the players, definitely. But if I'm Seattle, you have to understand that without Russell Wilson, that's that's a tough division to, to survive in without the quarterback that Russell's been for years and years and years there. So I'm not, sh- I'm not really sure what they're going to do, Zach. What do you think that Seattle should do and what their position is? I wouldn't trade Russell Wilson. You know, I, I joked about this earlier. People mock the Bears when they had their first end-of-season Zoom conference where they used the word collaboration seemingly nonstop. But it's the lack of collaboration in Seattle that's created this displeasure with the quarterback and the organization. But I think of Pete Carroll, who's approaching 70. He's not in it for a rebuild. It's not like you have a quarterback of the future in Seattle. You know, Geno Smith is the backup. That's not someone that you're going into a season with as your number one. So I don't see it. And and it's not like the Bears have a top 10 pick this year that can help you find that quarterback of the future. So you would really have to knock the Seahawks' socks off, and the relationship would have to be so bad between the two sides where Russell Wilson flat-out states, I'm not playing for this team going forward. But we haven't heard something like that yet. I agree with you, Zach. I mean, you'd have to, you'd have to not only sell the farm, you'd have to sell the stadium and maybe some alternate jerseys in order to get a guy like Russell Wilson, um, in order to even make that enticing to Pete Carroll. You said Pete Carroll's approaching 70. That's If I look that good at 50, I'll be happy. <laughs> it is amazing, because you don't think of him as a guy who's going to be 70, but I believe in September he's going to turn 70. And All that gum he's, he's still, chewing. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what that's like. I mean, I, I, I've got a double chin. I'll, I'll never be able to look as cool as he does. Uh, Why on the I have sidelines. the beard, Zach. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, are you going to have the beard for the wedding ceremony, or do you have to go clean-shaven? Oh, the beard stays. I'm not playing for the New York Yankees, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Kyle, appreciate the time. Thank you so much. I miss sitting with you in the locker room, Zach. I hope everything's going well, and you have a, an awesome spring, dude. I'll talk to you soon. 
Same to you. Thank you very much. Appreciate the time. Kai Long spending some time talking football with us. I know you guys have a lot to say after what you just heard. 312-644-6767 is the phone number. Your phone calls next. Ron Coomer, Tom Thayer at the top of the hour. Zach Sabin with you until 5 o'clock on Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score. Zach Sabin until 5 o'clock on Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score. We're about uh, a little more than 20 minutes away from saying hello to Ron Coomer and Tom Thayer. We're going to get them together for the final two hours of the show. And if you're a longtime score listener, you know anytime you get Coom and Tom together on the air, anything goes. It's sports, it's life, it's Cubs, it's Bears, it's Southside, it's Northside. It's, it's, it's everything that you can possibly think of and more. Uh, You need a GPS sometimes to get it back to where we need to go, but uh, the journey is really fun, so I can't wait to talk to those guys here on The Score. We also want to talk to you at 312-644-6767. Out to the phones we go. Let's talk some bears with George in Old Town. Hi, George. You're on The Score. Hi, Zach. I wanted to say the first caller called in and said it wasn't realistic, but I think it's very realistic. I think Seattle's ready for a reboot. They're fourth in their division. Their defense is good, but we could make it great with a tra- the proper trade. The other thing is I see bigger things for Russell Wilson uh, in the future. You know, Wait, hold on, George. I, I, George, stay with me here, and I'll let you complete the thought. How do they get better if they trade Russell Wilson for 2021? I mean, they just made the playoffs, right? And Yeah, and they went nowhere. And, <laughs> right, but... They, they're, they're going nowhere with with what's going on. It's like Theo Epstein. After five years of football years, it's time for a change. They got to rebuild their defense. They want to run the ball anyway. There are plenty of young quarterbacks, and they they feel that they can put something together. They have the receivers. Uh, they'll get better with all those draft picks. It'll be a good it'll be a good deal for both sides. It's only a good deal if you feel like you have uh, a capable quarterback. Obviously, the guy that's going to replace Russell Wilson at the position is not going to be as good or better than Russell Wilson. But you need to have a competent quarterback, and I don't necessarily believe that any trade with the Bears could give them that. You know, like you you, you just mentioned, well, all you need is a guy that can hit the receivers and, you know, fix your defense a little bit. So you think a guy like Nick Foles, but it, it didn't work out last year. I mean, the Bears had a really talented running back. The Bears have what should be a really good defense. Bears have good special teams, and they still struggle to score. It's not that simple. Seattle has I mean, not George, gone anywhere in the playoffs for the last three years. They're going, they're, they're going the opposite way. They are as desperate as the Bears. It would be a good change. I see it that, that if, if, if they make the trade, they're going to be able to, they're be able to draft a quarterback that will get them to the next level with a superior defense. That's, that's their brand anyway. I think it's really hard to do that, and thanks for the call, George. I think it's extremely difficult to do that unless you're picking in the top five, top six. You know, the the first-round pick that they would get from the Bears in 2021 is the 20th overall pick. You know, like, people were talking about Mac Jones potentially being available. There's a good chance that Mac Jones will not be around anywhere near where the Bears are currently scheduled to pick at 20. 
there may be five quarterbacks that end up going in the first round. That's, that's why it's hard. When you get an opportunity, especially in the top five, when, when, when you get an opportunity to select a quarterback, if you don't make the right decision, well, you see what happens. 312-644-6767. Back out to the phones we go. Let's say hi to Chris on the south side. Hey, Chris, you're on the score. Hey, how's it going, Zach? Um, I'm not necessarily optimistic about this happening because, yes, I'm sure the Bears, I'm sure Pace, I'm sure Nagy want to trade for Russell Wilson. But at the end of the day, the person, well, I guess it's 1A, 1B. First, you got to get through Seattle and approve and say they're willing to trade it, and I don't see that happening. And second, that would be Wilson. Wilson would have to say yes, but we obviously know he's interested. But I think it's just, I don't think it's happening just because of the fact that, like you guys have mentioned, with um, with, uh, with on the call with Kyle, I don't think um, Pete Carroll is ready for a reboot, especially at his age. And I, the only way I could possibly see this happening, if it was like some sort of multi, like in baseball, a multi-team trade where the, the where, where Wilson goes to the Bears and the Seahawks end up with the quarterback, an NFL proven ready quarterback. That's all. Thank you. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it, Chris. I think what could make it compelling is if Wilson and the Seahawks can't find a way to work together in 2021. If Russell Wilson takes it a step further and instead of passive aggressively hinting that he wants out, flat out saying, I don't want to play for the Seahawks ever again. Let's start with that. And then the Seahawks saying that, all right, we're going we're gonna to take offers. And then what could potentially happen is you got to overpay to get a guy like Russell Wilson. And I don't think the Bears mind overpaying because when you get one of the legitimate special quarterbacks, and I believe Wilson is one of them, and I think the Bears believe that too, then I I think you're willing to give up a little bit more because where are you going to get a guy that good in the position that the Bears are in? And then what Seattle may be able to do is packing because it would take multiple first round picks, you know, I'm guessing at least two, maybe even three to, to knock their socks off uh, with, with the other teams in the running, Dallas, New Orleans, and Vegas. And I think New Orleans has a lot of salary cap issues that the Saints are dealing with. And, you know, Dallas has a quarterback and Vegas has a quarterback. I, I just feel like, you know, when I look at the Bears situation, you look at all those picks that they could package and maybe you give up one of your young core defensive players. You know, if they say, hey, I want Roquan Smith or I want Jalen Johnson, I think you have to say, okay, you know what? It, it's not easy, but you can find another Roquan Smith. You can find another Jalen Johnson. If you're the Bears, you cannot find another Russell Wilson because the Bears have been looking for someone like Russell Wilson since the day Sid Luckman retired and they haven't been able to find someone like that. That's why I'm okay giving up a lot to get that kind of a quarterback. 
but I, I think it's at least sitting here right now, I think it's unrealistic because Seattle would take the cap hit is nearly $40 million with the Seahawks, right? And the Bears would have to end up cutting a whole bunch of people to make it happen. You're not getting a quarterback in return that I think can help you win in 2021 if you're the Seahawks. So that's why I think it's unrealistic. What I want to know is what are the realistic options for the Bears? Because right now, when I'm looking at the realistic options available, and I'm understanding that as we get closer to the draft, there may be trades that get made. After the draft, depending on who ends up with the quarterback, there may be veterans that are available that aren't right now that may change the dynamic. But right now, the quarterbacks that are truly available, is there anyone that's significantly better than Mitchell Trubisky today, as you sit here today. And again, if you could guarantee me that Alex Smith can stay healthy, I'm all in. But you can't guarantee me that. 312-644-6767, John in Palatine. John, you're on the score. Good afternoon. Hey, guys. Good afternoon. Um, I just wanted to give my two cents. I just think that I would advise, or in my opinion, I wouldn't want to give away a lot for a quarterback from our defense, especially. Um, after I watched the playoffs, I watched what uh, Tampa Bay did to Green Bay. Then I watched what Tampa Bay did to the Chiefs. And I know that this big hoopla about Brady, everything's Brady this, Brady that. Well, I admit he's a good quarterback. He's not what he once was, but he did win the Super Bowl. But that defense reminded me just of like, just like the Bears in the 84, whatever, the 80, when they won the Super Bowl in the 80s. That defense was unrelenting. That defense did not let Aaron Rodgers have two seconds to do what he wanted to do, or Green Bay would have beat that team. Or they didn't let the Chiefs quarterback do what he wanted to do either. They were, those two quarterbacks looked like they were just running around with their heads on a swivel, like they didn't know what to do when that Tampa Bay defensive line was going after them. And I think that's what the Bears need to get to. I mean, you can have a serviceable quarterback, but if you have an unrelenting defense like that, I don't, I don't see anyone that can beat you. I mean, that Tampa Bay defense, I just want to call and give them the credit they deserve. Yeah, I think the defense as a whole should have been the MVP of the Super Bowl because the Bucks defense as a whole was the MVP of the playoffs. It wasn't just Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers. They also knocked out Drew Brees, and, and they, they knocked out Drew Brees on the road, knocked out Aaron Rodgers on the road. Those are big deals. To be able to get through all those quarterbacks to win a championship, that's hard-earned what the Buccaneers were able to do. But I will submit that do not take what Brady did lightly. Was he great? No, but it shows you the premium that you have to place on decision-making, accuracy, and big plays in big moments. You know, the NFL has become a league where it's what you do in the red zone. It's what you do on third down. And if you can create points in those situations, you win if you have a good defense. And... The Bears have had some of the best defenses in the Super Bowl era and have just one championship because they've not had a quarterback who can do what you saw Tom Brady do throughout the postseason. So you can't just say, 
get a serviceable quarterback. Because the Bears have had serviceable quarterbacks. Serviceable quarterbacks don't give you championships. Don't lead to consistent success. Jim McMahon was a serviceable quarterback, right? One championship. He had arguably the greatest defense in NFL history for a bunch of years. One championship. Lovey Smith's Bears defenses were unbelievable. I mean, they made the playoffs in 2015 essentially without offense. In 2005, I should say. They scaled everything back for Kyle Orton after Rex Grossman got hurt in the preseason. Bears had a ton of difficulty scoring. And that defense was unbelievable. I think the Bears allowed fewer than 17 points per game. That was an unbelievable year. 2006, they added Devin Hester to the mix, so that gave him some extra offense. But they struggled because the quarterback, Rex Grossman, was hot and cold. They didn't win a championship, even though they got to the Super Bowl. During the Jay Cutler era, the Bears had some really good defenses. You know, when they added Julius Peppers to the mix in 2010, 2011, 2012, the Bears had really good defenses. No Super Bowl. 2018, Bears defense was phenomenal. Got bounced out of the playoffs. You need to have a little bit more than a serviceable quarterback in order to take advantage of those defenses. And to be honest, I know a lot of people think that the Bears defense can be what Tampa Bay displayed defensively this past season. But again, I think one of the toughest things to do is to take a a good look at who you are, to look in the mirror and say, who are we? And let's be honest. Yes, the strength of the Bears is the defense, but the defense hasn't looked the same in the last two years as it did in 2018. The defense gave the offense a bunch of extra opportunities because of the takeaways. The pass rush was relentless in 2018. But in 2019 and 2020, the Bears were a a bend but not break defense. And they're not paid to be a bend but not break defense. They're paid to be an attack defense that takes the ball away, that relentlessly pursues the quarterback. And that wasn't happening. I mean, they were good. But, you know, this past season, the Bears' defense was not a top 10 unit. That's a problem. Now, they revamped their entire defensive coaching staff, hoping to get back to, I think, more of that attack style that you witnessed when Vic Fangio was the defensive coordinator. Now, hopefully they get there, but they need to keep Khalil Mack healthy and keep Akeem Hicks healthy in order to get to that point. I mean, they should be better defensively in 2021 just off of health alone. Eddie Goldman, we think he'll be back. I mean, all indications are that that's going to happen, even though the Bears haven't come out and said with certainty that Eddie Goldman is going to play in 2021. But I still think you need more than just a serviceable quarterback. You need a quarterback who's going to make those three to five big plays a game that you need to make. I mean, yeah, the 
Bucks defense was unbelievable in the Super Bowl. They dared Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes and company to run the football, and the Chiefs didn't. But Tom Brady still made some huge plays when the Bucks got into the red zone. And those are plays that, quite frankly, you've not seen the Bears make over the three years that Matt Nagy has been the head coach. And I think Matt Nagy is a good head coach. I'm not sure he's the best offensive coordinator, but I think he's a really good head coach. I think the team responds to him. And I think that matters. But they got to get the offense right. And that starts with correctly identifying what you're going to be and then finding a quarterback who can get you there. 312-644-6767. Robert is in Pleasant Prairie. Hi, Robert. You're on the score. Hey, Zach. I uh, wanted to ask you, uh, I know the Bears have the 20th pick in the draft uh, and probably need offensive line help more uh, so than um, anything else uh, if we're going to have a quarterback to try to protect. Are there any quarterbacks that we may be able to look at in the later rounds? Uh, both uh, Brady and Joe Montana were like later picks in the draft, and both are probably going to end up being Hall of Famers uh, and stuff. Are there any quarterbacks other than the five that are listed uh, right now that may be of interest uh, later on in the draft that if you brought Mitch back, uh, with Nick Foles you'd be able to develop? I think there are always quarterbacks that are available. Robert, thank you so much for the call. The quarterbacks that might not be highly rated today that end up surprising you. I mean, we see it time and time again in the NFL. You just gave some great examples. The best example is the guy everyone in this city wants to get, and that's Russell Wilson, who was a third-round pick and wasn't expected to be an opening day starter his rookie season. Remember that the Seahawks, basically back then the Seahawks did what the Bears tried to do in 2017. So they signed the veteran quarterback. I think they brought Matt Flynn in via free agency from the Packers, gave him a big contract, and then they ended up drafting Wilson in the third round. And then Wilson was so good over the course of the offseason and training camp, he could not be denied and they made him the starter. But you can't count on stuff like that, you know? And you have a team that's that's ready to win right now because of the ages of the guys that are leading your defense. So I don't believe you're going to get the answer for 2021 in the draft. I, I think the answer to the quarterback position for this season is going to come through free agency or a trade. 312-644-6767 is the phone number. Let's take a break. When we come back, Ron Coomer and Tom Thayer and anything goes. Zach Saban with you until 5 o'clock on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score.